This is City Post Church. We're about three things. Build, equip, and send. All under the Lordship of Jesus Christ. A small church plant in Fort Worth, Texas. Who decided to do things a little differently. Adoramos a Jesucristo. I love City Post because of the people. It's where I belong. We truly preach the word. I love City Post because of the community we've been able to build. To do ministry like Jesus, for light to push back darkness. This is City Post Podcast. Yeah, so when I first came in, I was really three months into a journey uh, that has kind of taken me even further. So uh, I got, I think I might have mentioned, I got COVID Mm -hmm. uh, in July, at the end of July of 2020. Right. Started walking and really exploring, like, kind of. The, the Power Nine, uh, the plant slant was really big for me. Uh, really kind of leaned into more of a pescatarian lifestyle. Right, right. Uh, walking those Trinity Trails, that's really my shout out to Fort Worth Trinity Trails. That it. is uh, my spot. But since then, I've lost about 130 pounds. Incredible. I think then I was probably at about 60. Um, so then so the 130 has been the kind of where, where I've stopped. I want to go to a full 180. So I got 50 more pounds wow. that I'd like to lose. Um, but yes, yeah, since then, man, it's been really good. Been uh, maintaining more than losing over the last several months. All right. Uh, and that's just because of just life and uh, getting busy and things like that, but still very much so committed to the lifestyle change and having gotten even more information on food and some other things. I'm kind of even more dedicated today than here. Yeah, so how, how's your life changed like since the weight loss? Because I've, I've heard when people drop that much weight, there's like a psychological yeah. thing that, that happens. So I'll tell you the first <laughs> thing, the first thing, and I, and I read this on a website and I, I laughed. I thought it was yeah, funny, yeah. but it was like, what happens, you know, lifestyle changes that when you lose a hundred or more pounds and, and man, you get cold, man. Really? I, didn't realize, <laughs> I didn't realize I could get cold. Like, I mean, I just, really? like I was, I was, I'm still a warm body guy. I sweat a lot still, but man, I get cold and it's just weird. I'm like, man, okay. I didn't realize how much yeah. insulation I had in my body going on. But, uh, really it's, when you talk about that psychologically, I really kind of depend, um, I was I was dependent on food yeah. and um, other things that were probably unhealthy. Um, that now my life has kind of shifted, right? Activity yeah. is something that I crave. Like I crave like a good walk. I yeah. crave like exercise. You know, I crave like my my mind and my body. Uh, they can feel the difference when mm-hmm. I'm not doing health. When I'm not eating healthy. When I'm doing not doing well. My activity with my kids. Oh man. Oh yeah. Just so much more involved yes. um, with them. Me and my wife. Just you know, I have just more energy. Uh, my church probably doesn't like it. I preach longer. You know, yeah. I got more stamina. <laughs> <laughs> I preach yeah, longer. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. a little more long-winded, but but for the most part, man, I feel emotionally and physically Wonderful. just clearer. You know, yeah. I feel clearer, I feel healthier, I feel better. Uh, I'm not worried about my life like mm-hmm. I was. I used to have this thing about dying young. Yeah, and I still have a little bit of that, right. you know, in me because right. I just don't want to. But um, and I think it's because my dad died at 52, so wow. I think that's just one of those things that you kind of edge toward that. But I want to. Uh, I mean, I don't. I don't feel that anymore. You know, I feel healthier, so I feel good. I feel. I see the future. All right. Well, that's good. And I know last time you were here, we talked about a topic that was a little bit unspoken. Yeah. Um, but I think it's extremely relevant, especially for that time. And even like right now, um, but it was about the health of pastors. Like yeah. why, why are pastors, why are faith leaders the most unhealthiest people on the planet? Yeah. And um, it's like everybody sees it, 
we know it, we're gonna talk about it. Right. And, and that conversation really caught the attention of a lot of people and, and really kind of opened the door to some other conversations, but it also kind of stirred the pot a little bit yeah. <laughs> more. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I just wanted to ask, like, have you seen a change in this whole arena of pastoral care and pastoral health in the last couple of years? Yeah, so I'll say this. I have, I'm, I'm in, I'll use the word impressed, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, with the amount of pastors that I see are publicly um, utilizing. And I think COVID influenced it, yeah. like their health journey to influence the people that they have. True. And I know we live in a culture where we kind of like, we, we make everybody a celebrity. Um, but I kind of see pastors using that influence in a positive way as far as mm-hmm. health is concerned, at least. Yeah. At least in that area. Like, you know, you see a lot more people taking aim at their health, eating healthier, mm-hmm. working out, uh, not just excusing their health and saying like, you know, well, I'm going to get another body one day, you know, right, in right. the Christian tradition, you know, you got yeah. this whole, this earthly house versus like, you know, heaven as my home thing. And I think we just kind of, we, we've, we've done a better job for me personally. I think it's influenced my congregation. Oh, nice. um, we, oh, we see so many people who are just on health journeys now, oh, yeah. people who are taking this seriously. Um, I think we've, we've always had people in our church who were healthier than I was, uh, but I can even see their level of engagement, mm-hmm. you know, with me, like the level of respect, like, yeah, you know, you're a good preacher. I needed to come somewhere, and so this is where I am. But now it's like, no, you're my spiritual leader. Wow. Because I think there's a we disconnect right our bodies and our spirits. That's right. Yeah. And so what happens is like I can't be their spiritual leader if they don't respect me physically. Yeah. They're looking at me saying, yeah, the body's a temple, but you're not taking care of it. No, you're right. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I was talking about uh, I was talking to some of our folks about that about um, the health of pastors yeah. and what what it looks like. And, um, and you know, these are these are young people in the faith, yep. and and you know they say like when when you see someone that just looks like they don't care, it's it's almost like uh, there's like a sloppiness, like mm-hmm. a, a laziness there, and, and you know it's probably not true, but the perception that that people get, like yeah. you just said, is is that respect factor, and I've also seen kind of people like going through that health journey, like it's more encouraged now. Yeah, yeah, Like before yeah. it's like, yeah. oh, here come the, you know, yeah. the vegans and... Um, it, it might be kind of trendy, actually, yeah. healthy right now. Yeah, I think, might as well. Yeah, 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 I think it might be trendy. I think the beautiful thing is, I'd rather that be trending than the opposite. That's true. So, I mean, hey, if this is a trend, let's ride it. Let's do it. And let's make it, let's make it uh, tradition. Yeah. Let's make it culture. Let's make it what we normally do. So I, I like that, you know, I like that. And I think, to your point, right, I think there's, like, for faith leaders, we got to take aim at being the leaders. Exactly. Right? To say exactly. we're faith leaders and then don't lead out in that area, mm-hmm. to me, is, is to take away a, a level of influence that God intended for us to have. That's right, yeah. And uh, and I know we talked about that in the first podcast. So if you have not heard it, you should go back. It's, it's on all our platforms. But we talked about how we are called to be examples in every aspect of our lives. Yes. Not just... You know, whether it's it's leading the congregation spiritually or reading, you know, the word of God, it, it's our lives need to be a, a complete example. And we see that Absolutely. with Paul and Timothy yes. as well. Yes. So I remember that, man. That, yeah. that has been ingrained in my mind. I mean, he tells, <laughs> Paul tells Timothy, I don't know if we exactly explicitly went to that scripture, but he says, set the example yeah. for the believers in faith, in life, in love and in purity. Like, there is a, a point where the example is to be set. So. Exactly. Now, you spoke at our uh, 2022 Faith Summit. It was awesome, man. Which, and you killed it. You wrecked oh, it. It was incredible. I could not take notes fast enough. 
Uh, I really wish we would have recorded it. Everybody's asking me, they're like, man, well, where can I hear it? I'm yeah, like, yeah. you gotta be there. I'm sorry. Yeah. But um, one thing that you said that really, really stuck with me was how you can't separate the body and the spirit. Yeah. And a lot of us, um, you know, while we're here on this earth, we look so much to going home. You know, which for, for a, a Christian would be heaven. Mm -hmm. uh, we look so much so, you know, I'm just here for a short time. I can't, I'm going home, I'm going home. But we forget our time here on earth. Yes. To make the most of it. Yeah. Um, and you recited like a passage in Isaiah. Yeah. That, that was yeah. just crucial to that. Um, so why do you think our view is so focused on what's coming instead of what's here now? Yeah, I think there's this... Um, Unintentional. I don't think it's intentional. Disembodied Gnostic Christianity. Right. Now, I, I, I'm a Christian, so that's the right. Christian tradition, so I'll say that. Yeah. And so the scripture in Isaiah that I quote, and I think I also quoted one from First Thessalonians. Yeah. And I think the Bible is explicit that it talks about, so for me, I believe that we were made in the image of God, mm -hmm. and I know that is an intangible thing. Right. But we were formed, that's what that Isaiah mm -hmm. passage talked about, talked about being formed by God. When we talk about being formed, he gave us a body. Right. Like he gave us this, this house, this earthly tent to live in, and, and to care for it, right? The Bible says that, he says, uh, he, he, uh, he makes the earth, he says, you have dominion over the earth. Mm -hmm. Well, if I'm made from the soil and I'm made from the earth, the dust of the ground is what the Bible teaches that I'm the first piece of earth that I'm supposed to be taken care of. Right. Right. So if I'm going to have dominion, I'm the first piece of earth that should be, I should be taken care of. And I think the problem is we see the, the brokenness of the world. Mm -hmm. We see the, the, the things that are messed up. Yeah. And then spiritually we see the solution. Mm -hmm. And then we're saying like, well, all this is messed up. So just write it off. Yeah. And redemption is only to come. And it's like, yeah, there's this part of me inside of me that's unseen and intangible that's been redeemed. And that's going to be fully redeemed one day. But like all of this, it's just we're waiting for it to fall apart. Exactly. And God is like, no, I've given you this body. Like, go back and live the life that I called you to live, the mm -hmm. freedom. Like my definition of freedom is to live fully and completely as God created me to be. Right. So for me, it's like taking this body and being fully engaged with how I can use it for the glory of God, mm. how I can use it to bless other people, how I can use it to love, how I can use it to be of service. Right. Like, how do I take, if I got this vehicle, I got to take care of it to use it to the best of its ability. Mm. Nobody will look at their car and because they're the person in it and they're to get to the destination, right? Yeah. So the destination is they're going to get to, you know, let's just say City Hall. And I'm driving on 121 or 35 and I'm going to get to City Hall. And because I'm inside of it, I don't care what's going on with the car. So I'm banging up against the side rails. Right. I'm knocking against other cars. No, I want me and the vehicle to get there safely and intact. Mm -hmm. Your body is this this vehicle, this thing that we've been given right. to care for. I don't care just because I'm trying to get to heaven one day or wherever that, that afterlife is. Uh, I believe in heaven. I'm right, right. Like, I, I know <laughs> because I'm trying to get to heaven. Mm -hmm. I'm not just saying like, well, my soul is in here and I can bang up the body on the way. No, I'm going to take mm -hmm. care of both of them. Exactly. And we're going to make it to this destination intact as best we can. Yeah. And I've heard the argument, too, of, like, you talked about, like, how we're created in the image of God. Yes. And uh, for the Christian believer, you know, they believe, like, their, their, um, their purpose, their yes. identity is found in Christ. Yes. And I always hear that, like, oh, no, but I know who I am. I know whose I am. Nothing else matters. And in my mind, I'm like, it does matter. Yes. Because... 
because you know whose you are, you are given purpose, right. and you are given a plan, right. there is a will for your life, there is all these things that, that God wants to do to you and through you, Right. but your health is important. You know, it, it's like your, your health is needed, yeah. like you said, to be a vehicle to live that out. Yes. So if, if we neglect our health, then we are, are literally going to be neglecting all these amazing things that could happen. Yes. And, and I see that more and more. I, I, mean, I think we reduce the message of the gospel, right? So we, we have a, a God who decided to become flesh. Right. I mean, he could have done it any other way. He, he's God, right? He's sovereign. And so in the Christ, Christian belief, we believe that God became flesh. He, the incarnation is the, it's Christmas season, right? I mean, yeah, we're right. recording this right now. It's December. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're, we're celebrating the birth yeah. of Christ, right? And so for me, it's like God could have done it any other way, but he chose a body to live in and to example mm -hmm. how we live in it and how we take care of it and how we, you know, Jesus didn't come and just abuse his body and be like, here's, let me show you that the most important thing right. of what I'm going to do in the end, I'm going to abuse this body. No, he, he showed us what it looked like to live exactly. in the body. And I think that's important for us to example as well. No, I definitely agree with you on that. And even if you talk to other belief systems, you know, we could disagree on theology, but the one thing that is common is the well-being of people. Yes. Uh, you know, I was talking with Iman, who is uh, one of the leaders of the Islamic Temple of Tarrant County. And I, I just remember him showing me in, in the Quran, like what they believe in is that, you know, they believe like, that it, and I hope if I misquote this, I apologize, but yeah. that there's three chambers in, mm -hmm. in a person's stomach, and mm -hmm. one is for air, one is for food, and one is for water. Wow. And, and how the balance is important. Yeah. So that way you could live. And, and even talking with Buddhism or Buddhists, if even talking with Hindu, I mean, well-being goes across all belief systems. Yeah. And, um, you know, as, as Christians, I feel like sometimes we neglect that, yeah, <laughs> that yeah. thought. And yeah. we, we, uh, we kind of like downplay it to, are you skinny or are you fat? <laughs> right, right, right. Well, and even that can be superficial, right? It's superficial. And I think exactly. those things can be the, the, the reason, our reasons for it, what we call healthy mm -hmm. are sometimes not even geared toward health. Right. Ge they're geared toward cultural standards of approval. Yes. And so what we do is we lean into like, hey, am I approved or am I not approved? And then I think what happens is we use the thing, well, I know who I am in Christ, yeah, yeah. as an excuse to say, well, I'm not looking for the world's approval. Right. And so then our our unhealthy nature or our unhealthy lifestyle actually becomes a badge of honor that I'm not conforming uh -huh. to cultural norms. When the truth of the matter is you're not doing anybody <laughs> any service by being unhealthy. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's going gonna, it's gonna to come at you at the end. Yes. Right? When we talk about disease, yes. we talk about heart failure and all those things. Man, um, man so, I, so talk, going back to that truth about how the, the body and the spirit, are, everything works together as one. Yeah. How has that view changed um, your ministry, your calling? Like, has it has it shifted um, kind of the way you view those things? Has it shifted the way that, that you kind of maneuver in the church or in the world? Yeah, it's, it's a thing for me of congruence. Mm -hmm. I think my own life had to be congruent. I think I was teaching and preaching and, and very passionately. Yeah. And, and um, I would say, uh, not just passionately, but but 
what's the word I'm looking for, uh, with conviction. Like, I mean, right. I believed everything that I was saying, but the reality is there were these places where I was a verbal theologian and a practical atheist. <laughs> That's great. Right? So that I'm yeah. telling God, like, you own everything about me. You're, mm-hmm. My life is completely yours. Right. Right? And so then when I have this theory that, you know, your spirit and your body can't be separated. Like, if you're saying that I've given my life mm-hmm. to Jesus, which is what I've said, and then my body is mine to do whatever it is that I want to, mm-hmm. that's incongruent. And so then for me now, everything is about honor, right? I'm, I can't be a glutton and abuse my body and, and be okay with it being ravaged with obesity and disease and a lack of sleep. Right. I mean, there's a lot of things, oh, yeah. right, that we can look at and say, like, oh, this is yours. And God's like, well, I've got, a, I've got something to say about this. Are you mm-hmm. going to be congruent in what you're teaching and saying? Mm-hmm. And I think it's just changed me in that way. And I think what it's done is it's made other passages come to life for me, though. Yeah. Like my faith in trusting God with my body is also been affect. I mean, my finances have changed since I've right. lost weight. Wow. And I mean, not just because like I don't it's just now. For for one reason, I'm gonna spend more money on exactly. healthier food, right? It's just it is yeah. what it is. Yeah. But then I've also realized like this is a faith. Like this life is a life of faith, right? right? So that my body, I want to be conditioned in a way where I can love my neighbor better. Mm-hmm. But then also, my money is not just for me, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not doing this so I can look good. That's what we talked about that cultural standard. That's right, yeah. right? I mean, you know, the six pack would be nice, but yeah. but, yeah. but none of that stuff is why I do it. Yeah. I do it to be healthy because I have children and a congregation mm-hmm. and people who are watching me. So I'm giving that away and start looking at mm. my finances like at what point am I generous beyond the standard right, right? beyond just like the yeah 10%. yeah like I got my 10% I give I do this what at what point am I generous to bless other people it started to change everything mm. about my life now is integrated mm. and it's congruent and and I won't say I do that perfectly but it's, it's more than it was when I first started this journey wow no, that's 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 really good, and um, man, I love how everything kind of comes together, mm-hmm. and and um, it it trickles down almost. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's like like okay, you start with this one piece, and now it's bleeding into like every aspect of your yes, life. Yes, yes. And that's exactly what well being is. Yes. And what I try to tell folks is when we talk about well being and health, they're like, okay, I gotta go on a diet, <laughs> and I gotta do CrossFit, <laughs> and I gotta be a, the si- a specific size, exactly what you said, but it's. It's so much, the way that you we- measure well-being is so much, and I know right. Pastor Walmack addressed those components at yes. the Faith Summit, but the financial piece, are you excited about where you live? Yes. How's your family doing, your relationships? Yep. All of those things, but imagine if, if we change our mindset with that one little piece, yep. how that's gonna trickle down. Oh man, it, it changed my whole life. It, yeah. it, it, it was funny because as I made the change, I didn't realize how influential I was and other people making changes. Mm-hmm. And so what would happen is my community around changed. Yeah. And then like just those other aspects of well-being, right? So now we all are enjoying a journey together oh, cool. versus me saying like, okay, I'm doing this, I'm by myself, or we're in this level of unhealth and everybody's not feeling good. Mm-hmm. You're not, it's, you all have this secret level of guilt. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Uh, laying in this whole like, oh, we're not eating well. Oh man, I shouldn't have eaten that. And we can brag. You ever had a meal you shouldn't have eaten it you ate way too much you kind of brag like that was good but then you feel horrible afterward yes yeah, nap, time. Just feels horrible. Yeah. nap time all that but then when you got the whole community around mm. healthy eating the meal was good That's or right. like uh for my birthday uh i think this was after we did the podcast i don't know mm-hmm. if i had done this before my daughters yeah it was my daughter's got a bunch of friends together mm-hmm. and they were like what do you think my mom my wife asked what do you think daddy wants to do for his birthday she let's go for a walk 
and we literally for my birthday we did like a community walk and then dinner oh that's cool so like we walked like it was like a five mile walk and everybody indulged me because they had you know they were like five are you sure it was like we did this five mile walk two two and a half miles one way two and a half miles back and it was just like this cool thing but it's the community we're on this journey together Mm -hmm. and you know we talk about the power nine like your community is huge in your longevity that's right and so for me because my community is like going along this journey with me I feel like I can continue to do it you know if I was doing it by myself I don't know, that would be difficult. I think one of the biggest obstacles that I've come across, I was telling you this before we started recording, has been other people who I would think would believe what I believe and yeah. go where I want to go, but they're just like, ah, I don't know who takes all that, Me man. Yeah. I'm not there yet, man. I still yeah. love my yeah. X, yeah. Y, and Z. And it's not to say you got to get rid of everything, but man, where's the level of priority yeah. is the one thing that I'm starting to learn. Yeah, and that's something I've learned too. And I know at the face of it, you talked about consistency. Yeah. And I remember back in 2012, um, I worked out with this guy named, and I shout out if you hear this, Richard Nortelli. Okay. You know, and I was at Metroflex gym. He was a bodybuilder. Oh, uh, Metroflex is serious business. Yeah, they don't play, man. Yeah, they, they don't, yeah, there's no AC. <laughs> it's 100 degrees yeah. in there, but, man, you look around, and it's nothing but athletes, yep. bodybuilders. They're serious. Yeah. It smells like tuna. That's like right. People That's have right. microwaves in every corner. But something that Rich told me, he's like, man, there's going to be days where you don't want to be here. That's it. He said, the hard part is just showing up. Yeah. So we started talking about, he's like, you got to look at it like a job. Have have a, a uniform. Yeah. Wear the same five shirts every day when you come here. Like, don't, don't. So that way there's no excuse. There's nothing that's yeah. going to pull you up. You're going to wake up at, you know, six in the morning. I got nothing to wear. I'm going back to bed. Yes, you know, so it's like limiting those factors so that way consistency becomes key in your yes, life. Yes. And and I think one of those factors that we have to work on, I'm not gonna say eliminating, but maybe changing, are the people around us. Absolutely. And if they're if they're gonna pull you back yeah. from what you're trying to achieve, then you know maybe we need some more positive. We got a mutual friend, so uh, Ralph Emerson, shout out Ralph if you hear this. His sister gave us this statement years ago. Mm-hmm. It's a leadership statement, but I think it works with this. She said, in your life, sometimes you got to change the people or change the people. That's good. And so if they don't change, right, they got to change or you got to change them. Them. Yeah, yeah, you right. got to change that's the people good. or change the people. And I think that's where I've, I've learned that kind of in this situation. I'm, I'm going to love people with everything I got, but I'm not going to allow anyone to make me feel bad about a journey to be healthy. No, that's, that's, that's real good. Hey, and, and just kind of switching gears a little bit. Yeah. Um, so, you know, one of the things I love about Texas Health is that they, they truly care about faith-based organizations. They, they care about faith leaders. Um, you know, pastoral health and, and uh, pastoral care is really important to this health system. And recently, Barna came out with this study that's showing that there's a, this growing trend of pastors and clergy that are leaving the position of uh, whether it's pastor or ministry. There's, there's like this massive exodus that is um, kind of happening right now. And, and of course, a lot of it, there's, there's a lot of impact happening, whether it's health, whether it's mental health. So from just a pastoral standpoint, yeah. um, in all honesty, like, why do you think it's gotten to that point? Like, why do you think it's gotten this bad? Yeah, I think, um, again, the separation, mm-hmm. right, between our, our, our 
our lives yeah. and our profession. I'll say it that way. Mm-hmm. So I think for most people, it's the body spirit disconnect. I think for pastors, it's the life profession disconnect. Mm-hmm. And I think Dr. Pastor Womack spoke about it really well, oh, yeah. about the mental health aspect yeah. um, of it at the summit. But I'll, I'll kind of say, I think what happens is, like, it's just a stressful yeah. You know, job. It is. It is what it is. To be a pastor is one of those things. If you really are concerned about the lives and the souls of people, it's something that weighs on you, man. Yeah. Like I go to sleep, and sometimes I'm dreaming. Like last night, yeah. I dreamt about members wow. in ways that was like, you know, some ways I'm like, I need to call this person, hmm. you know. And I'm waking up thinking I need to call this person because right, right. I need to make sure they're okay. I mean, if you take on so much in this role, yeah. and I think if you're not taking care of your health, it compounds that. That's, that's right. Good. I mean, you think if, if if my body is is taking on the brunt of what's happening in the church, which I believe God gives us grace for. I think you got to oh, be yeah. graced for it. Um, but if my body's taking on the brunt of that and that stress, but I'm also not taking care of my body, mm-hmm. so it's taking on what I'm abusing it with, mm-hmm. and then that happens, and then I don't have a community. I mean, we're talking about it's just power nine, right? Yeah, it's yeah. power nine stuff. I don't have yeah. the community of people that I can talk to and yeah. be vulnerable with, and. Um, and just take that time to really rewind down at the end of the day. One of the things I heard years ago, and I've lived by it, that at the end of every day of creation, we see the phrase, God said, it is good. Mm-hmm. And I think most mm-hmm. pastors don't utilize that. That's true. We go home with the work. We yeah. go to sleep with the work. Yeah. We wake up with the work. And again, it is an ongoing work. Mm-hmm. But God said, it is good. Like, That's the right. day is done. It's over. You can't do anything else. It is good. And yeah. then there's a Sabbath yeah. at the end of that week-long work to say, I'm going to rest, enjoy what it is that's done, mm-hmm. and give it time to flourish. I think we missed that part about Sabbath rest, right? Oh, yeah. God has the ability to force it to flourish, mm-hmm. but he doesn't. He gives it the ability to flourish on its own. Yeah. I think pastors take on the burden of congregations so much, faith leaders take on the burden of their, their people so much, that we don't give them the ability to grow. Right. So what we're doing is we always got our hand in always got our hand in always got our hand in it until we give up mm-hmm. and we're burnt out and then we leave. Right. And guess what? The work's going to go on even when you're done. That's true. It's going to happen. So we need to take regular periods of rest, yeah. rhythms of rest that give them periods to flourish and to grow. Yeah. You know, I always tell a lot of people, um, I, could, I, could, I could handle the critiques. Yeah. I, you know, I tell like, man, what you're doing is crazy. It makes no sense. Yeah. You're doing it wrong. You should do it this way. Yeah. You're wasting money. Like, I could handle all the jabs. I could handle all the criticisms. Um, you know, I could handle all the, like, corny pastor jokes. Yeah. Like, all oh, the pastors here, put away the alcohol. Right. You know, like, I, I get it, man. I, I, I could do that. But the one thing that's, that's really, really difficult about this, when you see people that you love and care about, and they're running directly into a landmine. Right. And you're yelling like, it's not going to go well. And they're looking yeah. at you smiling and waving. And that, for me, is is the hard part. That's what compounds right. this role. Yeah. Everything else, but, but you're right. And if you don't have that time of rest and, and rejuvenation and just spending time, you know, with, with the Lord and yeah. letting him fill you up, man, it's... Yeah, it takes a toll, yeah, you know? it does. You age fast. You age very fast. You <laughs> You're age not very careful. Fast. And I, and yeah. I realize that, and I, yeah. I've, I've learned to take some extended sabbaticals now mm-hmm. that get me out of, uh, out of the, 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 the rat race, so to speak. Right, right. Yeah. Man, that, no, that's good, man. Um, yeah, so I know that's, that's kind of something that's been um, 
a little bit elevated, uh, you know, after COVID has come and gone. Some things that kind of came out of that uh, was was that topic, man. And, and I just, I love, the more I do this, the more, like, I love faith leaders because yeah. I see what they do, yeah. how they help people, how they help the community. So when, when I see somebody resigning or quitting, uh, man, it, it just takes a toll. It's like, man, that's hard. Yeah. So for someone who's listening uh, to this and they're struggling with their calling, um, maybe they're in the thick of it, they're in the game right now, and they're wanting to throw the towel in, like, what do you say to them? Like, how, where, how do you encourage them? Maybe what, what are some pieces of advice that you could look back on and say, hey, man, make sure you prioritize this? Yeah. I know it's a lot, but. No, it is. <laughs> it's, it's really good. I, I'll say this. And it's the thing that I believe I wish I would have heard before uh, I watched people kind of like run headlong into a yeah. to a wall or something like that. Because we do, we focus, we tend to focus on the things that didn't go well. Right. And I would say to that leader who's ready to give up, that leader who's ready to quit and throw in the towel, you're having a greater impact than you think. That's good. Yeah. You had a greater impact than you think. One, I think eternity is much bigger than you give credit for it, right? There's just so much more that your impact is going to have in eternity than you can even see mm -hmm. even now. And I know that goes into kind of what we talked about, that escape part. Yeah. But I think we can swing to the other side of that and only see the results of what's happening now mm -hmm. and miss the impact that we're having for eternity. So I think, one, you're having a bigger impact than you think. There's somebody who's grateful for what it is that you do. Just even if it's just the, the small things that you do, somebody's grateful for it. And there are right. probably way more people than you think that are grateful for it. I, I would encourage somebody with that. I would also say um, that when you're called to something, walking away from it in its current state doesn't change your call. That's true, yeah. And so the thing is, right, the burden is still going to exist. <laughs> and I think I think about this all the time, right? Every Monday, you know, pastors are, like, quitting, you know? like, And not, like, physically, like, really quitting. Yeah, but, like, that yeah. in your head, you're like, I don't know, man. Yeah. It's just, but the Sunday hangover. Yeah, you got the Sunday hangover, and you're ready to do yeah. something else. But what happens is, man, I can drive down the street and drive down Lancaster and see the brokenness right. that's happening in Fort Worth. And it's not going to change whether or not I'm the pastor of Freedom Church mm -hmm. or I'm just a father driving down the street. Like, I'm called to this. Right. And so at some point, the burden is going to exist. What I have to do is be Jeremiah mm -hmm. and weep, go back to the Lord and tell him, man, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> and then he tells me, I got a word for you. That's right. And it's like fire shut up in my bones. Yeah. I got to get yeah. it out somewhere. Yeah. And I think that's really what it is. It boils down to the fact that when you're called to it, I think that's the unique thing, right? We're talking about faith leaders. Right. Faith leaders is not like an engineer. Yeah. And I think there's some engineers that are called yeah. to do this, right? I think there are educators that are called to do this. But I think there are some people who like pick a career. Yeah. It's like, hey, it man, it pays the bills. I like it. I'll give service somewhere else. Uh -huh. But when you're a faith leader, like, this, yes, is something that we do, but it is, it is a calling. Right, right. And you can't run, you cannot run a call. That's true. You cannot run a call. So I would tell you, like, surrender to, surrender to the call. Yeah. And then do your best to stay in the face of God and say, God, give me strength to do yeah. this. You can't do it on your own strength. Exactly. And it's funny because if you run from it, you're going to be miserable. Yes. <laughs> it really yes. is. It's the truth. You're yes. You're going to be miserable. I always joke around. I was like, man, if this thing falls apart, everybody leaves. I just go down the streets. That another city post 2.0. <laughs> you know, it's like because because it's like that's the only way you know how. Yes. You know, it's like I can't imagine. Yeah. Um, you know, doing something that I don't love. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense to me. That's it. That's so, it. 
Yeah, so that, that actually trickles into the next one, man. And I'm just going to kind of skip a couple of these. Um, so when we talk about purpose, yeah. um, you know, with, with your experience and your knowledge, you know, I just kind of wanted to ask you, like, what what drives you to do this work? Like, yeah. what is it that keeps you going? What What is it that fulfills you? What what drives your purpose? Yeah, so I, I, we've talked about this uh, a little bit just in this. Mm. I feel like we're all created, you know, uh, by God for a purpose. Yeah. And the first and foremost thing that I would always say for me, the root of everybody's purpose is the same. Mm. It's to glorify God, lead others to do the same, right? Glorify right. God, lead other people to, to mm. him as well. And so then there's this specific nature of my purpose that comes out in this, this preaching and teaching yeah, and yeah. leading um, that I get to do. And what drives me me honestly is not so much people think because I, I, I love to preach yeah I mean I, I'm a preacher right I love to preach That's right but I love it when I get to sit across from somebody they ask me questions right based on the message or based mm -hmm. on life and I get to give them what I know about scripture, mm -hmm. my experiences with God, and the light bulbs go off. Oh, that's good. And yeah. they start yeah. to realize, oh my God, I serve, I mean, there's a God out there who loves me. Mm -hmm. he, he's really got a plan for me specifically. Yeah. Like if I change direction, which I call repentance, mm -hmm. if I change direction, I get to run in the direction that God's flow is going in. Like when the light bulbs go off, and that's huge for me, Rick, yeah. for people to actually discover like their God-given call and their God-given like purpose in life. Mm -hmm. My purpose is fueled by them. I say, I, I want to be people's biggest cheerleader for purpose. Yeah. Like when you understand that God created you for a purpose, mm -hmm. that's my, that's like my thing. Right. Uh, one lady in our church says that she sees my, my purpose words. She, she says my purpose words are to draw out and to drive well, like that. I draw out of people and, and then drive them toward it. Like, shoot just, them out. yeah, get yeah. out there and do it. And I, and yeah. I love that. I, I love that. I draw out and I drive. That's who I am. No, that's good, man. And when we, one thing I want to ask you about, like Freedom Church, and I, we were talking about this beforehand. You know, um, something that you talked about is what you see in the future for Freedom. Yeah. You know, like yeah. like you talked about the land. Yeah. Can you can you talk a little bit more about that, like as a pastor, as you see the future of your church, like what do you envision? Yeah. When you talk kind of what, what we were just sharing. Yeah. So one of the things for me, for sure. So I started with this foundation that I think. A church should be a family. Yeah. I think a church should be a family, and then that family should affect community. Mm -hmm. So as a, as a community, as a family, and as a family that affects community, I, I envision, like, we're in a lease space right now, and I love our place, and right. I, I don't know if I should be saying this on air, because my landlords can be listening. <laughs> I'm looking for another place, right? Yeah, yeah. We're yeah. looking for some land. We want to build uh, our church. We've out, we're outgrowing our space. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the things that I want is I want land not just to build a big building, mm -hmm. but I'd love for us to have, like, a community garden. Oh, yeah. I'd love for us to have a garden where we kind of create a co-op where mm -hmm. people uh, take on these tenets of like healthy living I mean there's so many things that we're subject to with yeah. culture and convenience yeah. and comfort mm -hmm. that are not healthy for us right but then because we don't have any alternatives we just have to submit to it right it's there it's the best we, we use terms like the lesser of two evils that's right yeah when everything God created was good 
But we use terms like the lesser of two evils. So when do we go from all that God created being good to just settling on evil? Exactly. Well, what evil really is is the perversion of good. That's right. Yeah. And so instead of just settling for evil, we redeem. Mm -hmm. And so like if we get some land, I would love to redeem the land. Right. I love to redeem the soil. I love to create a garden and get people who are homeowners in our church to redeem their land and redeem mm -hmm. their soil and have stuff. So if you make greens at your house and I got we got the community garden that's got like turnips and carrots yeah. or whatever grows. I'm not sharing is caring. Yeah, sharing is caring. We have a co-op <laughs> and we work in that regard as well. Or even providing food to food deserts. Even yeah, providing yeah. food to underserved communities. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know we've got things like that going on. Urban gardens that are happening yeah. in Fort Worth now. I would love to be a part of that because I think one, I don't think you can have too many. That's true. Right? Yeah. I don't think you can have too many. Yeah. I think I think there's just, that it, it creates a culture yeah. where you begin to have multiple people working together and getting it done. And we can exchange best practices. Oh, we yeah. can exchange, you know, goods and services. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the visions for me as a church is to be a family that actually participates in redeeming the land. Yeah, no, and you're right. I mean, we I know we have a couple here at City Post. They have something called Mind Your Garden. Yeah. And, um, they just kind of show up one day with tomatoes. That's it. You know, like, they'll just come in like, hey, I know, uh, this is Steven, I'm calling you out on this, but he makes his own homemade granola. Wow. And he gives me like a kilo. I mean, it's like a hit. <laughs> <laughs> he walks in, he's like, Rick, I got your stuff. And I was like, don't let nobody see it, because I don't want to share it. It's so good. Uh, hey, Steven, I'm going to need some of that granola. <laughs> hey, listen, dude. I'm itching for some granola right now. It is addictive. <laughs> and, uh, but I, I mean, I, I'll eat. Like playing Greek yogurt. Yeah, I eat it every morning, like with, with black coffee nice. and that homemade granola. There's nothing better for nice. me. And uh, but yeah, I mean they'll show up and and like you said, it's like that sharing with yes. with with the the family. Yeah. And yeah. Um, and then we have people that like might cook something like a healthy dessert or a vegan dessert. Um, and we have somebody that he, she does that a lot, but won't tell us yeah, yeah. <laughs> that it's healthy until right. we all grub it up. And, and they're like, this is so good. And it's like, like, you yeah. like that? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, there was no sugar. Right, and right. Like, what? And, uh, so it's, it's just a lot of fun, man, where we could all just come to a space and care for one another, share, yeah. you know, share food, share yeah. all these different things, man. It's it's beautiful thing. Well, and I, I was saying this, and I, I hope I, it would be a good time to share this. I was yeah. telling you that I, I have this new philosophy that I'm trying to put together, yeah. right? And I, I think that there are, I think I, <laughs> I see it biblically, but I want to adapt it personally. Mm -hmm. It's like these three times or, or focuses for food. Right. I think there's there's fueling, mm -hmm. right? And there's that, that food for fuel that we need to eat to live not live to eat right mm -hmm. so we have these moments where we need to eat healthy we need to regularly make sure that we're exchanging mm -hmm. you know healthy food and, and recipes and all that to fuel ourselves but then there's food for feasting oh, yeah. um, in the Bible in the Old Testament every time God wanted them to commemorate some special thing that he did mm -hmm. he told him hey man let's do a feast yeah. I, I did a sermon once I called he likes to party yeah. God throws a party so many times <laughs> in the so Old funny. Testament it's so awesome he loves yeah. to party Jesus first miracles at a party yeah right so so God loves this feasting aspect and those are the times where like your anniversary your birthday Christmas Thanksgiving we have these feast times that we need to to have because there's this, this point where we need to enjoy yeah. then there are times of fasting where I push mm -hmm. the plate away and I, I declare my independence from food right and say I'm dependent on God and God alone I think those three areas like we need to practice right I don't want to put that on anybody else I'm gonna begin to That's focus right. in on <laughs> in 2023 this is yeah. what I want to do I want to 
have these yeah. these regular times of fueling, these amazing times of feasting together. Mm -hmm. Like you said, somebody bringing in their tomatoes, oh, yeah. bringing in their stuff, and we all get together and enjoy all of that. And then these uh, times of fasting mm -hmm. that kind of remind me, like I am more than what it is that I'm eating. Right. I am I am dependent on God and God alone. Yeah, and I think that thing what, what you just described creates what we call balance. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and it. it's balance and. Um, consistency and then sustainability yes you know one, one thing that i think that so many people fall into is they're like i'm gonna start a diet yeah. i'm gonna start my diet i'm gonna start my diet and we know through research that diets don't work because right. it's a it's a short-term solution to a long-term problem that's right but if we look at stuff like that where it's like i don't feel guilty it's part of life yep. i'm gonna have balance in my life yep. man you're, you're gonna start seeing some results yeah. you're gonna yeah. feel better you're gonna look better you're gonna yeah like it's that trickle down effect exactly and we build appetites right and right. i think the one thing that we got to realize is right a diet is something that i'm looking forward to breaking yeah that's true but if i build an appetite yeah, cheat days. right if i cheat days <laughs> yeah. if i build yeah. an appetite for healthy granola right uh -huh. now we're addicted to you, it man. and now we want it with our black coffee that's right it becomes like this thing that i look forward to yeah i think we can build these appetites in a healthy manner that's right hey so last couple things um man what what gives you hope for the metroplex Man, this, this, this setting right here, right, right. Uh, the Faith Summit. Those were these are things like I mean, just the farmers markets I'm able to oh, see yeah. around town, and the the opportunities where I'm watching people just really take their. I mean, the trail. Yeah. I I, I tell people this, and I I'm, I'm probably like. Hey, somebody give me contact with somebody trained. I need to be like a spokesperson for the Yeah, team. man. We got out there. <laughs> That's but, right. But, but I'm encouraged when I see families. That's true. Like walking together and being outdoors or riding their bikes or mm -hmm. going to the courts over there under Lancaster and playing oh, yeah. ball, you know. Um, I'm encouraged. My, my hope for the Metroplex is that we would we would continue to like build around like these healthy habits. Mm -hmm. Right? The fact that Fort Worth is a, is a blue zone. Yeah. Like that's that, that's like to be known for something like that, right? I mean yeah. you got cities that are known as like the city that never sleeps, not healthy. Yeah, yeah. Sin yeah, City, right. not, <laughs> not healthy. healthy. Like, you know, we got names and nicknames like to, to say I live in a blue zone. Yeah. Like that's a powerful thing, man. Yeah. And I think we often live into our labels. Yeah. Right? If, if you, you grow up mm. and somebody's telling you what you're not gonna be, we oftentimes will live into our labels yeah, until sure somebody comes up and breaks it, right? <laughs> right, right? And what happens is we're labeled as a blue zone. Right. So now I wanna live into that, man. Yeah. I wanna you know, I wanna be a centenarian. Like it's one of my yeah. goals now, you know. I didn't tell it's you. one of my goals now, and and not just because I feel like, oh, I don't want to, I, I don't want to get out of this life. This is all that there is. Mm -hmm. No, I understand. There's a there's something greater waiting for me on the other side of this life. Right, no doubt. But because I want to, I want to do this one faithfully, mm -hmm. and I want to do it well. I think that's one of those things that gives me hope, right? We have a we have this great foundation in yeah. our city to say, like, hey, man, we're a city where yeah. people live long, yeah, and, and they live well. Right, because the blue zone is not just about long life. No, no, it's it, about a good life. That's right. Yeah. No, and it's funny. Like, I love, I love that you said that because you get the cynicism. You're like, no, we're blue zone. You're like, huh, Cowtown. You yeah, know, that's yeah. just a joke. And, but no, like there, there is a source of pride that needs to be had with that. Yes. Like, yeah, we are a healthy city. There are opportunities and built environment and and structures that are formed, which we like to call policy. Yeah. Um, to help people achieve a longer and better life. Yes. And, and I'm like you, man. I, I always joke around. I was like, I want to live to 100. 
Like, I, and I don't want to, like, be sitting on the couch watching novellas all day, you know? <laughs> like, I want to be active. Right. I want to be ignorant. Right. I, I, yeah, I want to give bad advice. Right, you know? right, like, right. That's for young people. <laughs> but, like, that's exciting for me. Yeah. And, and I yeah. see that, you know, my grandma's here. She just turned 90. Wow. And, uh, man, she, she helps to clean, like, City Post. Every Monday morning, my dad, they come on Saturday. You know, she's she's here moving around, man. And that's like, man, that's inspiring. Yeah. When you see, like, some of these older folks, these seniors that keep going. Yeah. They're moving. They're walking. They're, they're, they're involved. Yeah. You know, they haven't tapped out yet. Yeah. And uh, I've just heard so many people say, I don't just retire from life, but I also retire from my faith. Mm. And it's like, like, no, nah, like God's not done with you yet. Yeah, you he's got not breath done. in your, your your lungs. Keep moving. Yeah, there's so many things we can contribute, man. I think yeah. being a blue zone city and, and yeah. living into that, exactly, like you said, taking taking pride in that, yeah, gives us a a, a different level of honor mm-hmm. for those people who are older. I think we live in a culture that doesn't value old. Right, right. I mean, when you think about it, what's the alternative to being <laughs> old? Right, yeah, exactly. What's the alternative? I think <laughs> that we don't bad. value old. And I think being in a city where where we are known for people growing old yeah is a beautiful thing that's right that's it's right. a beautiful thing and that's that's research out of sardinia italy right you know, when we look at the blue zones yes. um, but you're right i think it's it's a great thing and it's not like people are like moving here to retire here no they're growing old here they're growing old here, yeah yes. and that's 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 encouraging man yeah, so that's good i hope to grow old i hope i hope you grow old hey, we're man, grow together, together. <laughs> <laughs> We out there fighting, right, man. Right. Just, 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 yeah, hey man, hey man, let's, let's make sure we do a podcast when we're 99. I'm, hey, I'm going to do it. By that time, it's going to be all virtual. <laughs> yeah, like, that's right. Dude. Awesome. Hey, hey, Robert, man, thank you so much for being with us, man. And uh, we got to do this again sometime. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. Awesome, man. See you soon. Yep.